Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We got a lot of losses to talk about today, but we can't do it without Tom. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Strohs are slumping. There's no there's no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way to, to baby it. Um, it's not good right now, but it can get better. I think it will get better, and we're going to break it down for you next. Okay, First, I want to apologize. We didn't do a show Sunday, but it was Father's Day. I went to Houston. I came home, went to dinner. Tom was coming back home from here, right? You're in San Antonio. Correct. And we're like, let's just do it after the game on Monday. We're not really going to talk about today. I think all of you know we got shellacked 11 to 1. It wasn't fun. And But one thing I want to point out, Tom, is this. I know we're losing, but the the annoying thing about it is not losing. It's not the lack of offense. It's the it's the lineups. Like, leave it alone. I went Saturday, and I'm like, Corey Jolks is leading off? Like, what? When did this happen? See, for me, I try really hard to lay blame correctly, right? And while I'm looking at this Astros team, there's a lot of different things that have happened this year that aren't normal, right? There's been tons of injuries. There's been tons of young guys in in flux a little sooner than you probably would. But for me, I feel like when I sit down and when I take a step back, when I think about all the things that are happening right now, the one thing I just can't wrap my skull around is all the different lineup constructions and guys that are used to being in specific positions in the lineup because they perform better there are not in those positions. You talked about Corey Jokes. Why isn't Jose Altuve leading off for this team? If he's if it's because you tell me he's struggling, well, batting him in the two-hole doesn't necessarily do it for me. Like, if you're going to move him down, move him down, down. Don't leave him in a position where you still need him to pr- produce because he's in the meat of your heart of your lineup. So, for me, I think the best thing to do is put him at leadoff where he belongs. We talk about the two-hole. It seems like a revolving door. One thing is consistent for me in my mind, Jeremy Pena performs really well at the top of the lineup. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but he does. So put him there. And there's, I mean, we could go on and on and on. I'm sure we will. Yeah, Alex Bregman. Me, yep. We talked, you've talked about it like three or four times already this year. Pena in the two hole, Bregman in the four hole. That's where they shine. Leave them there. That's all I got to say. Anyway, we are six and a half games behind Texas. We have lost 10 out of 14 games. We have this is according to Fangraphs now. We have a 20% chance of winning the division. That's what they're giving us. I think it's higher than that. And a 49% chance of making the playoffs and I think that should be higher. I know it's horrible, folks. I know it's gloomy, I know, but it's Jordan. Jordan's not here. The lineup isn't right. Altuve's taking like every third game off. We're, we're going to get it right. We're six and a half games behind. We're not even at the all-star break. It's going to be fine. I know people people hate hearing that, Tom. I don't know why, but we're going to be fine. I, I, I mean, we may not be, but right now we have the opportunity. I still have faith that we're going to be okay. Let me word it that way. And I think that's if if you're a fan of this team and you want to see them succeed, that's the that's the mentality you have to have. If you are like one and and the people that you talked about, the people that get you know a little negative and stuff like that, I think they just want to be right. I think they want to be able to say, "I saw it. 
I called it. Aha. See, I told you they were, they're the, I told you guys and everybody knows one, right? They always want to be that guy. I told you that was going to happen. And then if it doesn't, you don't hear from them again. It's crickets. They're yeah. out there everywhere. And I think the guys right now that are, that are really banging the drums hard want to be able to say, man, I told you that team was done in June rather than going, oh, they'll be there in September and October. And, and for me, I'm not going to tell you how to fan for me. It's just like, if I don't believe that this team can come back, I should go watch something else because <laughs> you're going to be miserable for the next six months yeah. or however long it goes. Dude, they can have zero chance of making the playoffs. And my routine is going to be wake up, go to work, come home, watch the Astros, go to sleep, wake up. That's I'm, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm going to do. That's my team. And that and losing isn't going to stop me from watching it. The only thing losing does, like if they have a like a really really bad product on the floor, or not on the floor because it's ain't basketball. If they have a really bad product, maybe I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to go to have dinner with my friends instead of staying home and watching the game. Maybe I'll do other things, but I'll still watch them. I'll still keep up with them. But anyway, let's get to this. They play the Reds, three-game series. The last series, I can't remember who they played, uh, but they lost the final game of a series. That the they Nationals. Won. They won the series 2-1. to one. And a lot of people were upset that we didn't win that last game, but we won the series. And then they get swept by the Reds and dominated. Dominated by Max Scherzer, who Tom noticed some black stuff on his finger. I don't know if anyone else did. And the Astros, they have lost five games in a row. And it hurts. It's bad, but it's just injuries. Like you said, young guys, no Yordan. I mean, it's not over yet, folks. But anyway, let's get to game one in Cincinnati. JP France. The game was zero to zero after six innings. The Reds scored two runs in the seventh. The Astros get one in the ninth, and we lose two to one. These are kind of games that I'll take a loss. J.P. France, six and two-thirds, four hits and two runs, only one walk and three strikeouts, gave up a home run. The guy's ERA is 3.42. He's been doing very well for us. The problem with our team is the offense. Now, last year we had great pitching, and we would just get that hit. We would get that home run when we needed one, and it's just not happening this year. Yeah, I've, I think when we talk about the lineup, I think a lot of the times for me, especially situational hitting is so critical, right? You just spoke to it. That one hit, that one homer, that one moving the guy over, the sacrifice that you need to win the game, to score that one extra run. Because the lineup was so, uh, I guess, well-organized, well-constructed, it seemed like the same guys were always coming up in those big spots, right? Bregman would come up, like we talked about. Pena would come up. You'd run into Altuve at the top of the lineup. Now you got guys shuffled, maybe one spot here, one spot there, and it's just enough to throw this team off a little bit. So when I look at a game like that, I really feel like, could they have won it? Absolutely. Was, was there opportunities probably in there? Absolutely. Was the right guy at the dish? Probably not. And for a team right now that's struggling for offense, you need to you need to be right on all those other things to give your chance, team as many chances as they can to go out there and score just enough runs for a pitcher that, like you, just, we just talked about, nobody saw J.P. France coming. When the season started, he was in Sugarland. They weren't talking about him being in this rotation and being a big part of it. 
So just one more thing to add on to all the other things that's gone on this season that's frustrated Astros fans. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me something. All right, so (laughs) I thought you were going to add another thing. So Seth Martinez and Montero, here's a bright spot. They pitched a combined two and a third innings and did not allow any runs. Kyle Tucker went two for four. Pena had one for four with an RBI. Chaz went two for three. The Astros had six hits. They scored one run. Winnable game, 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position, and that could have something to do with the lineup. And, of course, they left eight guys on base. 2-1 to loss, great pitching, no offense. Saturday, Brian Bielak, this is the game I was at. Cincinnati sent eight guys to the plate in the first inning, but we were only down 2-0. to Tuck had a sack fly in the third. It's two to one, but then the Reds put it on us and we were down five to one after five. Yiner Diaz had a solo home run. It was five to two. The Reds score in the top of the seventh. Altuve had a home run in the bottom of the seventh. We're only down six to three. Top of the ninth, the Reds have a two-run single, a two-run triple, and they beat us 10 to three. And I'm proud to say I stayed for the entire game and I had fun. You're a soldier, sir. We appreciate your service. That is awesome. It's rare to see that, rare to hear about it. Most guys, they just scored that sixth run and have been out the door. Hey, we can beat the traffic. You especially trying to get all the way back to San Antonio. Well, we were staying there. We were staying at the hotel. That's why, you know, we're we're there to have fun. There you go. I, You know, how many times are you in the juice box? I would absolutely be in there enjoying my tail off. Yeah, that was my first game. So, Belak, four and two-thirds innings, five hits, five runs, three walks, three strikeouts, 435 ERA. He takes the loss. Montero gives up four runs in the ninth. So, he has a scoreless inning in game one, but gives up, uh, what I say, four runs in the ninth. Bright spot of the day, Jose Altuve, a four-hit game, and he also had a home run. Yeah, Jose Altuve has been up and down recently over the last couple of weeks. Some days he looks really locked in at the plate. Other days he looks really lost. Uh, great to see him get going because that is a guy that if the Astros are going to be able to make some hay and start to climb back into this thing, he's got to be the straw that stirs the drink, as they say. He's got to set the table. He's got to be on base all the time and give the Astros a chance to to score runs early and often. Altuve went four for four. He scored one run. He had one RBI. So the other three times that he was on base, nobody could bring him in. There's no situational hitting. There's no big moment. He just left out there to hang dry. Abreu, Diaz, and Pena all got hits. The Reds had 10 runs on 13 hits. The Astros had three runs on seven hits. They were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. They left six on base. That is a combined. 0 for 14 in the first two games against the Reds. You can blame whatever you want. You can, it doesn't matter. They're, they, they're not bringing people in. And I really think it's the way the lineup is constructed. And I'm here to tell you this, folks. Tom loves this. The guys on the relevant app love this. It's time to get Maldi out of there because Yiner Diaz is a stud. And it's not only like, like I said, last year, we could take Maldi at the end. And everybody accepted Maldi. 
We respected him throwing people out. We respected him calling the game, and we could take it. We can't take a guy hitting 180 when no one else is doing anything. If Yiner Diaz, who can actually hit and can actually score, and I'm pretty sure he's going to get some hardware today, he would be in the game. And then someone that is better at hitting than Maldi would also be in the game. So it's, it's I don't know, it, that's that's frustrating for me. Like, I love Maldi, but I want to win, and we, we're not going to win with this guy hitting if nobody else is hitting. We, we need another chance to get some offense and we're not getting it with him. Yeah. It's been a hot button topic in the relevant app all season long. Maldi struggles have been well-documented Rob up to recently has been standing by this man's side, thick and thin. You got to give him credit <laughs> for, for going down with the ship as they say, but I mean, it's pretty painful to see Maldi being in a position with runners on and not being able to do anything when you see Yiner constantly contributing in some form or fashion offensively, the kid's just a really good hitter. And where initially you think that Maldi's defense was superior to Yiner's, the more and more you see Yiner behind the dish, he doesn't, he doesn't, you don't lose a ton defensively. So for whatever you feel like you sacrifice, the offensive reward is way more than whatever little minor defensive thing you may feel you're gaining by having Maldi back there calling games. I know Dusty spoke to that a little bit, but I don't see how you can say that much anymore because all these guys' ERAs are starting to climb, and he's the one calling these games. Yeah. They interviewed uh, Hunter Brown after the game, and he looked mad. And when they interviewed Dusty, he was like, it's easy from up there. It's easy from over there. It's not easy on the field. Like, he's defending his players. And Alex Bregman says, those guys make money to play hard, too. Like, they're professionals. They're good players, too. You know, we all we can do is keep working. But Hunter Brown looked pretty pissed, and, and I like it because he's going to come out with the belly of fire. And he did point out it was just one inning. It was just one inning that Hunter got lit up. But that's for the next podcast, folks, even though you already know what happened. <laughs> all right, so let's go to Sunday. Oh, the thing about Saturday, too, is they – the lineup again, okay. They DH Abreu and Kessinger started at first. Dubon was on the bench. I don't know. It's just, but you would think today they would just like, let's put the most optimum lineup in the world and stop this losing streak, and they still didn't do it. And, uh, you know, whatever. Let's talk about Sunday. We we got the lead early. Tucker and Chaz both had RBI singles. We're leading 2-0. to zero. Uh, Red's got a home run, and then Joke's got a home run. We're up three to one in the bottom of the second. Me and the wife decide, hey, let's listen to it on the radio. And then the Reds turn around and they start uh coming back. It's three to two in the top of the third, bottom of the fourth. Bregman had a triple throwing error. He scores. Yiner Diaz RBI double. We're up five to two. This is when I turned it on. I knew we were winning. And I said, Hey, we, we should have stayed and watched this game. But then the Reds tie it at five in the sixth. They take the lead in the eighth at India. That guy's pretty good. They've got like the Reds have like five number one draft picks or five first round draft picks via trade or whether they're the ones that picked them. Uh, they took the lead in the eighth. Chaz tied it up in the ninth. Um, the Reds scored three runs in the tenth, and we lost nine to seven. I think Bregman had an RBA single in the tenth. 
But anyway, this I think we're 0-6 in extra innings. This is a game we could have won. The game we lost 2-1 to is a game we could have won. It, it just – that time it was the pitching, but you look at this series, we got swept, but we, we could have won. Yeah, the, the tough thing about the last two weeks is there's been so many games the Astros have been in that in the past few years, they find ways to win these games. You know, you go back to the series before uh, the Nationals. I can't exactly remember the team. It escapes me, but it was it was a series they lost. But they they were in every ball game. Probably should have won that series as well. Might you have been the about, Twins. You talk about this series. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but maybe. Uh, you talk about this series. Series they were in. Series that they could have won. This game in particular. Uh, we talk about situational hitting. The Astros in the bottom of the ninth, they were, they were they were down five to six, but then they got all the things going against the Reds closer. They get the bases loaded with one out, tied six to six. They need one run to win the game. They need they need a a, a fly ball to the outfield to score the man from third. Normally, you're talking about Jordan Tucker Bregman Tuve, Brantley. Once upon a time, you know. Those guys being in the spotlight, Pena even. Corey Jokes has played, I don't know how many games. This is his first season in the big leagues. He's been a career minor leaguer. And this guy's required to drive in a drive in a run to win a ball game. Keep it from going to extras. Rolls over to third base, grounds into a double play. The rest is history. Now, Corey Jokes is probably going to be phenomenal. I think he's got a lot of positive things he can really hit. Love him as a player, love him as a story from U of H, all the things, right? But situationally, that moment might be a little big for him still. And in the past, the Astros never had to never had to count on somebody like that to win a ball game. Now they're now they're constantly in these situations where Yiner's up. Uh Yiner, Yiner had a hit to tie that game. Uh base hit up the middle. You know, spotlight could be big for him too. We're just asking a lot from a lot of young guys in, in critical spots. And that's the difference between wins and losses right now. Yeah. The starting pitcher was Blanco, five and two thirds inning, seven hits and five runs. I don't even think this guy was slated to start. I think they mixed things around. Seth Martinez gave up three runs in the 10th. Magic, man, what's going on with you, buddy? Alex Bregman, three for five. Yiner Diaz, three for five. And Chaz, two for five. They were five for 15 with runners in scoring position. They left 12 men on base. That is a lot of guys to leave on base. Like I said before, this was a winnable game. The two-to-one game, we left eight guys on base. Very winnable game. They just couldn't do it. And tonight, the Astros were routed once again by Max Scherzer, Scherzer and the Mets, 11-to-1. More on that in the next episode. Now, we are going to take a small break, and we'll be right back with the players of the series and Survivor. Hopefully you have that ready. And then uh, Tom's final thoughts. We'll look at this. Uh, we already looked at the standings. And then we'll uh, take a look at the pitching matchups for the rest of this series and what the Astros got going on after that. So we'll be right back, folks, with more Astros baseball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, guys, we are back. So let's give out some hardware players of the series. I want to do my predictions. I love predicting. Um, I'm going to change my rows after after going over it, okay? I'm, I'm going to change it. Let me change it. All right, I changed it. I think <laughs> we are going to get at least two. The rows is up in the air. I don't know who's going to get the rows. I wrote nobody deserves the rows, and, <laughs> and I'll explain later. Picture of the series, I got J.P. Frank. That's who I have as well. I think JP Fred's pitched amazing. I think he's really been really solid since he came up. I just wish they could score more runs for him. Position player, I got. So Jose Abreu has a chance to win it three episodes in a row, but no. Yiner Diaz is my player of the series. Yiner Diaz is it for me too. The kid is trying like hell to make sure he is in this lineup any which way possible. He's just going to hit and hit and hit and force Dusty to sit down a hot bat. All right. I want you to give me your Rose winner because I don't know who to give it to. I want you to talk me into who I, who I should give it to. Man, it's really tough. There's There hasn't been a whole lot. I mean, we talk about guys that are Rose worthy. Um, Sometimes you just got to give it to somebody for doing something. Like they're yeah. not the player of the series, but they did something. So I had Altuve. For and, going and, four for four. And right now, if you just wanted to give it to him for that, I didn't necessarily go that way because he just hasn't. He's yeah. never been a guy we've ever talked about in the same breath as the Rose. Uh, that's why I scratched <clears throat> it out. I, I um, changed it to Chaz. Chaz is a good pick. Yeah. I think didn't didn't Corey Jokes have one game that he was decent too? I, I thought know. I thought I thought Corey too, but but Chaz sounds great. I I think anybody that contributed at all to uh some of this offensive output, you got to. Yeah, he went two for five in the last game. Um, what did he do? He did something. Maybe that's it. Yeah, he did something somewhere. But anyway, whatever. That's what I'm saying. Nobody deserves it. That's why I wanted to give it to Altuve because the one that the guy that deserves it is Jainer Diaz, but he's the player of the series. That's so. it. Yeah. And can you win both? If he, if anybody could, it'd be him, right? If now. anybody could, he he did win it. So that's why I don't think we can agree on on the rose because I don't think anyone deserves it. I, I don't think I've never said no one deserves it, but no one deserves it. All I right, I agree. All right, let's do the survivor. Oh my goodness, we both picked up a win this time. I think we did the podcast on Thursday, so the games were on Friday. You yes, picked uh, Toronto to beat our nemesis, Texas, and they did so, two to one. <laughs> and I picked the LA Angels to beat Kansas City, 
and they beat them three to zero. I am now 10 and eight. I have double digit wins and you are 15 and three, Tom, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I got to do something, right? All right. So who is your survivor pick for this week? <clears throat> Man, it was I keep really saying tough. this week, but this episode. Yeah, it was really tough. I don't, I don't have too many other teams I can go with. So I really got to dig the bottom of the barrel and I'm going to take the Detroit Tigers to be the Kansas city Royals. I don't feel great about it. I, I, but I mean, Kansas City's really bad. The pitcher starting for Kansas. Am City's I looking old. at it wrong? What do I got? I got the wrong date. I don't. I have no idea, Tom. I picked June twenty. Is that not right? It's tomorrow, June twenty. Correct. I I think I just wrote it down wrong. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I wrote down their opponent wrong. Oh, so you take you... Detroit to beat Kansas City. Yes. That was my that was my first instinct pick. Again, and it doesn't feel good. It feels dirty. Here's what I picked. The winning streak's got to end sometime. <laughs> but the Cincinnati Reds are hot and they're they are. playing the Colorado, Colorado Rockies. So, I, my pick is Cincinnati. That's not a bad pick either. Um trying to see what the pitching matchup looks like. I think I one's got a four ERA and one's got a seven. I mean, it's not Ooh. it's not a blockbuster thing, but I mean, Cincinnati's hot. They, they came are. into Houston and swept the Astros. Like these guys are playing with confidence, and they're good. That's a good young team. They're in first place in their division. Cincinnati took it over. Cincinnati that, took that's it what over. we said on the relevant app. Just put a winning streak together, and it changes everything. No. Now, first place in the NL Central is thirty-eight and thirty-five, though. It's all right. It's a little different. Hey, you got to win your division and play playoff baseball and get hot. You just got to get there and be the hottest team. You got to be, that's it. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is the Astros would be first place in the NL central too. <laughs> well, I understand that. I'm just saying. All right. So now we will uh, look ahead. Tomorrow is Framber and JV. That I'll be at the a, game. That is a big matchup and Tom will be at the game. Wednesday's Christian Javier against McGill, something like that. I don't know what this guy's name is. And uh, I think if Framber can't get it done tomorrow against JV, maybe Wednesday Christian Javier can stop the bleeding. McGill is six and four with a four point eight three ERA. So I could see a scenario where we would have the advantage with Javier and his pristine. A 7-1 with a 2.9 ERA. The funny thing for me is going to be this. <laughs> While JV was in Houston, he was notoriously not hit for, like no run support at all, especially after, as you quoted, a team, the, the team blew their load. Yeah. So now I said wad. <laughs> I never said load. Wad, load, whatever. Load so is now, a lot more disgusting, Tom. So, so now, <laughs> oh my God, he gets to face Framber in in Houston after the Mets just went nuts for eleven runs. Something tells me he's not going to have a lot of run support tomorrow. I hope not. Got his ring tonight. That was pretty good for him. I mean, like. I don't know. I, I, I didn't have any problem with any guy that left to go get their money. The only one that gave me a bad taste in my mouth was, was Garrett Cole. 
You know, after the game, he didn't even have the Astro stuff, and he I'm representative myself. of myself. Yeah, yeah, that screw that guy. All right, so now after that, we are off Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This is exciting next weekend, Tom. They are at the LA Dodgers. Predict a lot of fights, Dodger fans against each other. Oof. I hope so, because that means the Astros are winning and they are upset because as bad as the Astros have been, the Dodgers have been equally bad. The Yankees have been equally bad. So these are a lot of Didn't heavyweights. Didn't the Giants beat the Dodgers like 18-0? Swept them. They killed them one game, right? They, yes. It was Saturday. Yes. So as bad as it's been here, and I know people don't want to hear the silver linings. I know people don't want to hear the positive or the. Some people do. So, I mean, I, I'm I choose to live there because yeah. you can live. <laughs> you can live. I in, choose to live there. You can choose to live wherever you want, but yeah. if you want, if you want to live to be miserable, then there's a place for that. But if I you want to live to be optimistic, there's a place for that too. And there are teams that are getting absolutely shellacked, as you said, way yeah. worse than the Stros ever thought about. And for me. They're they're not good right now, but they could be worse. The situation could be way worse. To me, like I've said before, four out of six World Series, six straight ALCSs. To me, that would be like hitting six free throws or six three-pointers and being mad that you missed the seventh one. We've had a lot of success. I've enjoyed the ride. If If for some reason this is an off year, that's fine. But I haven't given up. You haven't given up. We have, we're way too talented to give up. Six and a half games. If you don't think we can come back six and a half games, look how 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 far ahead is the Reds? A game? I think so. They just won seven or eight games in a row. That's why they're leading. And that's all we got to do. Tom said Texas isn't playing that great. I think they won tonight, like two to one or something. I can't remember. But don't give up, folks. Don't give up hope. And uh, to tell you more about that, It is time for Tom's final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, the Astros are slumping. We started the show saying that. I will not tell you any different. I won't sugarcoat that. It's been been bad. It's been a rough two weeks of baseball. And, you know, it's not, it's unfamiliar territory in a sense because the Strohs technically don't go on, on slumps that long. Normally, yeah, they'll have a rough series, they'll have a rough, you know, four or five days, but then they'll turn around and bounce back, win two or three series in a row and ride the ship. There's a lot going on. You know, when your best hitter isn't in the lineup every night, I believe the Astros are now 11 and 13 since Jordan went down. And that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of offense. It's a lot of production in the middle of your lineup. Uh, The guy is still at the top of MLB and RBIs and he hasn't played for two weeks. That's that's pretty crazy when you think about it because it shouldn't be that way. Like, as we sit right now, Jordan Alvarez, he is fourth in RBIs with 55 RBIs, and he hasn't played in the last 24 games. And number one, Shohei wow. Otani, Shohei Otani recently passed him. He's got 58 RBIs. So you imagine if Jordan was in the lineup every day, where his RBI total would be, and imagine what this record would look like. It's a lot to ask, you know. And when you start to when you start to add everything up, there's been guys that have struggled. Bregman has had big chunks of time where he didn't look right. 
Altuve looked lost tonight at the plate. Tucker has had a slow uh, couple weeks. Abreu was non-existent for big chunks of time. And all it takes, for all of that, all it takes is for them to get right for two, three weeks. And they're right back in the middle of everything. As bad as they are right now, if the playoffs started, they'd still have a wild card spot. So I know nobody wants to hear that. I know people are frustrated. <laughs> I know it's not what you're accustomed to. If you've been an Astros fan for the last six years, that's awesome. But if you were an Astros fan before that, there were some lean, lean seasons. And let me tell you, the, this was nothing. So it, it could always be worse. Oh, yeah. So I just took a look at the standings while you were talking. There are seven teams in Major League Baseball that have more wins than the Astros. That's, that's how it. that's how horrible it is. And that's in the middle of a slump. Yeah. We just we just lost five games in a row, ten out of fourteen. And there's only seven teams with a better record. There's a couple other teams that have the same amount of wins, but did you know that Arizona Diamondbacks are just like winning the West? That is Susie's favorite team. She loves them to death. They're the baby backs. They're the comebacks. These guys, they they are playing so hungry. They remind me of the young Astros teams. They they've got a ton of ton of young talent, and you can't. They're never out of a game. They they play so incredibly hard. They're fun to watch. It's a really good story in Arizona. The Tampa Bay Rays are the only team with fifty wins. The closest team to that. I believe is the Atlanta Braves with 46 and Texas has 45. So this year, I'll tell you another thing about this year. Like the AL West is better. Texas is better. They spent a lot of money to get good, but they haven't had a slump yet. They they started playing a little worse lately, right? But they haven't lost eight games in a row. They haven't lost 10 out of 14. Their time will come and we'll catch them. We just got to start playing better. I think we can. I I don't think we're going to go anywhere without Jordan. I do think he'll be back. And uh, they talked about Arkady coming back. So if you don't like Belak in there, what about when we get Arkady back? That makes the pitching look even better. So I don't know. Today, Dusty threw in the towel with the guys that he threw in there. He he made Dublin or whatever his name is pitch like 60 pitches in the, you know, out of the bullpen. He probably sent him back in the morning to Sugarland, but anyway, keep your heads up. I, I think we're not out of it. I think we're still fine. And like Tom said, I know some of y'all don't want to hear it, but y'all listen to this podcast, so you know that's how we are. We're not going to give up. We're Rob and Tom. We're Astros baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Anyway, we appreciate you guys coming on. We'll be back um, Wednesday night after the game. And then next week, next Sunday, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Tom has plans. He's going to Philadelphia or something. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. But anyway, for Tom, this is your host, Rob Fontenot. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.